recording on the podcast. I'm Sophie Mann with your Just the News Now. The CDC announced Tuesday that it has once again revised its guidance on masks, saying that even vaccinated people should now be wearing them indoors in select circumstances as the Delta variant continues to spread. The agency also issued instructions that all students and teachers in kindergarten through 12th grade should mask up regardless of vaccination status come this fall. Joseph Curl, the former editor of the Drudge Report, announced Tuesday the launch of Off the Press, a new conservative-oriented aggregator that he says will possess a fearless attitude when it comes to covering everything for those who devour news all day. Curl says the Drudge Report has become just another echo chamber for the mainstream media and that he hopes to call the very best stories and present them on a single site. And finally, emotions were running high during the first day of testimony in front of the controversial Select Committee to investigate January 6th. Lawmakers and the four law enforcement officers who testified all visibly fought back tears during moments of today's hearing. Some lost that fight, looking at you, Adam Kinzinger, as officers recounted their personal experience with the crowd that breached the Capitol more than six months ago. Committee Chairman Benny Thompson says that select committee lawmakers may be called back before the end of the August recess to continue their work. So that was from justthenews.com, a new conservative website. Uh, Everything that uh, the mainstream media really doesn't talk about. A friend of mine turned me on tonight to uh, that website as well as populist.com or populist.press, pardon me. Dot press is a new uh, dot to me. So populist.press. Press. I'm Madison Foglio. Oh, Madison, you're going to have to wait. I'm talking. Uh, Populist is P-O-P-U-L-I-S-T dot press. And the last one is offthepress.com. I guess they're playing on the old adage of hot off the presses. But tonight... Hoping to do a joint podcast with my original tag team partner, uh, Doc. And the four topics I've picked cheer to go with. uh, Wisconsin Assembly Speaker names special counsel to probe the 2020 election. Retired Supreme Court Justice will have resources and authority to conduct a top-to-bottom probe. Speaker Robin Voss declared. And we have seen a resurgence of our old friend Rona, the coronavirus. Now we have variants of the virus which depending on what you hear say this is another thing of we've got mass coronavirus uh, variant news 
one doctor tells me one thing, one news source says one thing, another one says something other, but this Delta variant seems to be spreading quickly. And uh, from the website, what was it here? From populous.com, they link to uh, welovetrump.com, and the name of the article is Breaking Lockdowns Are a Done Deal Coming Sooner Than You Think. Uh, the federal government, uh, I've already heard Biden say that he has talked with the Justice Department. They are looking to see if they can have a nationwide vaccine mandate. Uh, according to Biden's last incoherent press conference, the Justice Department or some lawyer he talked to, because God knows he doesn't know who he's talking to, said that he can and the federal government can, or the federal government cannot stop private businesses from requiring you to be vaccinated and masked to enter their stores things of that nature uh, they're talking about things like oh let's give everybody a hundred bucks for getting the vaccine I've gotten a vaccine. I don't have a problem with the vaccine, but just saying, your body, your choice. Isn't that the liberal battle cry? Uh, on to other things. The great, or pardon me, American Greatness, their website is amgreatness.com. They have Ashley Babbitt's mom speaks out. Her family's grief has been compounded by the media's grotesque portrayal of their loved one as a QAnon conspiracy theorist or worse, a traitor who got what she deserved. Very, very uh, disrespectful the way Miss Babbitt has been treated in posthumously. And finally, or maybe firstly, however we decide to bring these to you, the Minnesota Sun at minnesotasun.com Upper Midwest Law Center files against a Minnesota school and healthcare system for critical race theory bullying. So, that's what we're going to cover tonight. We'll be right back with you with my buddy Doc momentarily. Thank you for listening. This is Americana, the American way. I am Big John. Find me on Rumble at Americana, the American way, as well as 
parlor at the real Big John. It needs no introduction, but it's going to get one anyhow. The 17-time internet caller of the month. The 20-time internet caller of the day. The five-time internet caller of the year. Talk radio. Hailing from parts unknown, the incomparable, the legendary, Big John. You sound like you're underwater. Are you, are you scuba diving? Oh yeah, we got to We got to keep ourselves together. Uh, is that well, yes, yeah, coming in loud and clear. I mean, look at the system that we have here now. Like you can hear everything. This is picture perfect, right? Absolutely. The best we've been in 12, 10, 12 years, anyway. Right. Um, and we're not on blog talk radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's a lot going on in the world today, and we're not going to just talk about wrestling. Uh, that'll be tomorrow's uh, call in another episode. But I wanted to kind of talk, and there's so much going on right now. And here's the, here's the thing. I mean, we're going to talk about personalities. I mean, sometimes you can't help it. But one of the things I've been trying to do in the broadcast is to talk about issues without getting into the personalities. You know, if, if somebody says, well, Trump is for this or Biden is for this, like, you know, we all go to our different corners and we don't listen to what's actually being said. So a lot of times I'll just say, well, do you know, let's talk about election integrity or let's talk about, you know, immigration. Like, what do you think is a sound immigration policy? Leaving out the fact that so-and-so may be doing this or not doing this and so-and-so may have been for this and, and this isn't happening anymore. Now, I'm not saying that's what we should do from here on out because sometimes, you know, we're going to have to talk about people in the, in the newsmakers. But I think more and more, and I want your opinion on this. What do you think? Shouldn't we be just talking about the issues? Like, If all of a sudden it's a big deal that we're spending so much money that we're never going to get out of this debt, shouldn't we just talk about the debt instead of who's responsible for it? I mean, we'll get to who's responsible for it. Well, frankly, we know who's responsible for it. It's everybody. Right. I mean, it's not Republicans or Democrats. I mean, Democrats are probably more responsible for it. But at this point in time, once you jump into the swimming pool, you're wet. It doesn't matter at this point. Uh, you're, we're in debt, you know, uh, and it doesn't, you know, the Republicans are in it as much as the Demo are in it in, in the same boat as the Democrats. And it doesn't matter. The boat's sinking. Uh, you look at the border. The border is not safe or secure. And it hasn't been over multiple administrations of both parties. So who's to blame? Who cares who's to blame? The consultants care because they're trying to raise money off of, you know, the other side being the enemy. Maybe maybe there's some people on the other side that are actually our friends, and they just don't want us to be friends. They don't want us to unite. 
you know they don't they don't want uh, populist liberals and populist conservatives coming together to upset the apple cart. I think these consultants and these lobbyists um, are are the biggest problem here. But in any event, I'll set that. You can talk about people. You can talk about issues. We've been looking at what's going on in the country. What? And here's the thing. When Big John and I talk about stuff, it's not because other national people are talking about it and we have to weigh in. We're talking about it because this is what we care about. This is the strength of the show. We're talking about things because this is what we care about. If other people are talking about it, fine. But we're talking about it because we care about it. With that said, I'm handing over the platter here to the co-host to kick us off. Well, here we go. It's uh, Duke sent me some links to uh, four news or three news sites that were kind of new to me anyway. Uh, uh, one is amgreatness.com American Greatness but their web address is amgreatness.com they have an article up Ashley Babbitt's mom speaks uh, justthenews.com has Wisconsin Assembly Speaker names special counsel to expand probe of 2020 election. You just happened to mention election integrity. Uh, Offthepress.com has a link to an article. Minnesota school sued for critical race theory bullying, which is actually from the minnesotasun.com. And populist.com Breaking news, new lockdowns are a done deal. And keep in mind, as we talk about the new lockdowns and mask mandates, that uh, some liberals like Jimmy Dore, D-O-R-E, he's one of my favorite liberals because he bashes everyone, including Biden and Pelosi and AOC, but... He's so liberal, he is mad at Joe Biden for not enacting a clause in the Medicare law that says the president can enact Medicare for all during a national health emergency. But the main topic there is new lockdowns are a done deal. So where do you want to start? We haven't talked about critical race theory yet. Well, well, okay. Where, where do you? You're at populistpress.com. Where do you see new lockdowns are a done deal? Uh, it's on the left side. Might have to get back because I'm on the. I am on the, the. I'm actually go to welovetrump.com. Uh, okay, I thought it was populist press. Uh, well, when you're on Populist Press, there's a link on the left that says breaking colon or semicolon. All right, here, I got it. Yep, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so now we're on the same dance card. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we got it here. It says here, uh, 
Did you enjoy your one to two months of freedom? <laughs> it up while you can. Well, you know, it's interesting because somebody made this comment to me last mm, early summer. They said to me about COVID, they tell us to do this and we do it. And we do it so we can do the things that they say we can do if we do what they tell us to do. If that makes if that makes sense, and, and and so we do it, and then they ch- and then they say, "Well, we can't do it now." So here's an example: if we all wear a mask, if we all social distance, if we all do the right things and get tested, we can play football. So we do everything that they tell us to do, and then we it turns out we can't really play football, or we play football and it's all screwed up. No fans in the stands and things like that. Right, you know, and then and then and then uh, it's like, um, you know, well, if we if we just do this and we can open the bars, we can open the restaurants, we can go outside, and so we, you know, we do all these things, and then it's like, uh, well, maybe not. People call that moving the goalposts. And at some point in time, I guess, you know, the question is, regardless of what the science says, because, you know, it comes down to we're doing what you're telling us to do today, and then you change it. At what point does that give away? At what point does people just say, you know what, we're not doing it anymore. We're not getting any more vaccines. We're not wearing any more masks. (laughs) We're not shutting down. Because every time you tell us if we just sacrifice, and we do, and then everything will be okay, everything's not okay. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, when the vaccines first started going out early this year, end of last year, they said, well, hey, right now, even if you're vaccinated, you... You still have to wear the mask because this, but this disease lives in your nasal passages, and you could still spread it, even though the vaccine will keep it from, you know, bonding with your cells or whatever this vaccine does. And, and just for full disclosure, mm-hmm. for everyone listening, I am vaccinated. Big John is vaccinated. Everyone in my family is vaccinated. We made the decision for ourselves that this is what we needed to do. You can make the decision for yourself what you need to do. Call and that's not medical advice. What we would suggest is call your doctor. Right. Yeah, that was uh, what what got me to do it was uh, my doctor said my last uh, whatever three or six month checkup. Yeah, he said, look, you got. Some problems, you're overweight, you know, you got pre diabetes, you need to get vaccinated because you got the comorbidities. And I was like, All right, well, these are the questions I have. And he said, Look, you're not going to get deathly sick from the vaccine, you might get a little headache or a fever, nothing that Tylenol can't fix. And I said, Okay, you're right, I should do it. So I did it. Get, uh, and you're and you're fine. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. The worst I had was a sore arm. 
Uh, after the second shot, I'll be honest, I had a little headache, and I took a couple of Excedrin, and I had a little bit of the chills the next day, but I covered up with a blanket, took some Tylenol, and I felt perfectly fine by two days later, you know? But that's my immune response, because I have a strong immune system. That's right. what he told me. It's like, if you have a reaction, that's good because it's your immune system kicking in. So, mm-hmm. nothing to be afraid of with the vaccine. Uh, I'd rather get a shot in the arm than have to sit in my house or, you know, wear a mask everywhere or whatever. So, so we're all good, but here's, here's, so what we're saying here is we've done what we've been asked to do. I wore a mask. You wore a mask. I got the vaccine. You got the vaccine. And now they're coming at us again with new lockdowns. Like you said, in populouspress.com. Did you enjoy your one to two months of freedom? Well, you can kiss it goodbye, thanks to Joe Biden and his fake administration, because they are pushing hard to enact nationwide lockdown. This is from uh, Populist Press. They said fake administration. So um, here's the question. Does it does lockdown version 2.0 happen? I don't think it does. I think the governors are not going to lock their states down. Because they're running for re-election. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing. They have to get re-elected, and honestly, they cannot kill their economy. Now, we know California, Newsom doesn't give a shit, and Cuomo doesn't care. You know, they're going to toe the the ultra-liberal line and do whatever they can because they want to end up in communism and we've we're already in socialism doc i don't care what anyone tells you we are they've they've gone in six months to socialism uh you know I saw well can we tell okay let's say that right uh, let's say it let's say it but let's talk about in a minute mm-hmm. what it means like, what is socialism? Because I think that people don't understand what socialism is. I think there are people saying, oh, so-and-so is a socialist. And that may not be accurate. Or so-and-so is trying to say, well, I'm not a socialist. And that may not be accurate. Well, let so me- let me get so let me get my Merriam-Webster's dictionary. All right, well, and, while I, and while I do so, you take it over here. Okay. Well, okay, let's look at who is proud to be a socialist or thinks she's a socialist. A week or so ago, there was a big controversy that AOC made one point something million dollars off of her anti-capitalism t-shirts. Now, mind you, she went to uh, a big Ivy League school and studied economics, supposedly. Boston. She went to Boston College. Yeah, Boston College. Uh, and there's a and there's a really cool video of her dancing on top of a roof as a young lady. Yeah. Well, and so she swears because she gave a lot of the profits away to charity, and some of it went to fund her campaign or something. 
that that made her a socialist, not a capitalist. Well, capitalism, somebody comes up with a product and sells it for a profit. It doesn't matter if you donate the profits to charity or that you donate it to your own re-election. It's still generating a product and turning a profit. Further, okay, so what we're... You go ahead. No, finish that. Uh, she and this uh, other congresswoman uh, from down south, they stood out in front of the Capitol. AOC pointed out the Capitol was behind them because, you know, well, her people probably don't know what it looks like. But she pointed out the Capitol behind them and said that, well, Congress adjourned for six weeks without extending the moratorium on foreclosures and evictions. And that, to me, is socialism. When the government cuts in, even if it's an emergency, we've had uh, a year now to adjust and change your life. Businesses are begging people to come to work. And it's time for the moratorium on evictions to end. Well, AOC thinks that the government should step in and either pay people's rent or tell landlords you have to go broke uh, because you cannot evict on people. That's socialism in my opinion. Okay. Okay. So you gave an example there. So when we're talking about lockdowns 2.0 and they're coming, that's what other people are suggesting. And they're coming because of the Delta variant or the Biden super spread. The Bi- Actually, I think they're coming because of the Biden mega spreader, which is <laughs> the border being overrun yeah. by a bunch of, by a bunch of migrants and illegals. You know, it, it's, it's, the, it, it's the Biden, it's the Biden Harris mega spreader. Yeah, <laughs> COVID at the border, pardon me, is up 900%. And they said Donald Trump was killing kids, putting them in cages. Okay, go ahead. No, you're right. You're 100. percent So the the Biden Harris mega spreader is at the border. That's that's a big problem. The other big problem is you know a lot of people are saying uh, that uh, these these vaccines are not working for whatever reason that they're not built to work this long. They haven't been you know tested long enough or this. Delta variant, which is probably the India variant, and we're just trying to be politically correct, uh, is is mutating inside of people who already have the virus or the vaccine, and they're making people sick. Uh, Princetown, Rhode Island, has uh, 75% of the people that are sick in a mega spreader or event are vaccinated. Uh, what you're not hearing from the news is that uh, Israel, which is an extremely high vaccinated uh, nation, ha- has a lot of people sick. UK, extremely high vaccination rate. A lot of people are sick. So, you know, this isn't a disease. Uh, this isn't a pandemic of the vaccinated. Or, excuse me, this isn't a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is <laughs> a bigger than that. So, we're, we're, you know, all of these things are out there, and we're saying this could be. We, do we do another lockdown? Do, do, do we do another mask thing? Like, 
you know, and, and, and so from there, you know, the question is, uh, what, what big John was, was talking about is that look at the end of the day, this is socialism. They're, they're creeping. They're using COVID as a pretext to creep socialism in that. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's say what, what is socialism? All right. So I got it here. The Merriam Webster dictionary. Because we want to be accurate with what we're talking about. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. We want to, we want to be accurate with what we're alleging other people to be, and we want to be accurate with what we are trying to prove that other people are. <clears throat> so here's socialism. Here's here's the definition. Got it right here. Any of Various social systems based on shared or government ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods. Let's say it one more time. Socialism. Any various social systems based on shared or government ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods. Well, okay. Now let's look at uh, pandemic. What, where, what was the first book? Let's call it Pandemic Bailout Part 1. They gave money to businesses to keep employees on payroll and stay open. They took over the rental and uh, mortgage system or at least tried with these moratoriums on evictions and foreclosures that fits the definition you just read if you're paying businesses to stay open and not create a product not employ people but just here's money we printed out of thin air and stay stay in business. Keep paying your employees. That's the means of production. Socialism. Well, I yeah, I, certainly that 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 the government that there are people that are that are that are saying due to this uh, COVID, we now have to beef up our government in order to subsidize or supplement the economic activity of consumers and of business. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what part of the definition are we struggling with here? Yeah, I'm not struggling with it at all. I think you, know, you have a mainstream press that won't admit to it, or, or they say, well, this is what government has to do. This is government's job. Bull. Uh, yeah, bull. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I was a government and history news nerd my whole life. And I. this is the first time this last, I don't know, last five years. Usually it was coming from the Democrats for maybe the last 10 years, but. 
recently it's really ramped up and gotten mainstream and it's the the media is even pushing well it's government's job you know aoc brought up some uh i uh idea that uh the next uh was covid relief or ec economic bill you know joe biden six trillion dollar deal should have a guaranteed job clause everyone is guaranteed a job but there's businesses i would go buy a freaking wendy's and they're advertising 14 dollars an hour and a 100 dollar hiring bonus <laughs> at wendy's when has that ever happened at fast food or any at when you're saying that wendy's wendy's yeah right well, so, okay. <laughs> Incredible. Um, the, the, okay. Um, the, the passing out of the cash is what's subsidizing all of this. And that's, what's making it socialism. Um, <sighs> I can't honestly, honestly, I can't believe we got to this point. I, I can't believe we got to this point. Well, we've gotten to this point because of fear. Well, you know, well, that's right. what I was starting to talk about was the fear of this virus when the media was pumping things out there and politicians were starting to pump things out. You know, restaurants were dying for customers right. before the mandatory shutdowns. And okay, okay. All right, okay. But let me ask you this, because you're, you're, now I remember what I wanted to say, and you just hit on it. The restaurants are dying because of the government shutdowns. Socialism, it's trying to you know, make everything okay through government ownership or coercion. Do you not, though, agree to a certain point, Big John, that if government causes harm, the government should, at some point in time, be on the hook for relieving that arm. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. When they mandatory shut people down, there was a time when I said, yeah, they need to help us recover. But we yeah. surpassed recovery. So you got no problem with... What Trump and the Congress did early on in this pandemic, passing out stimulus checks, making sure people are bridged to a better day. Um, and I'm not going to, if I'm putting words in, in your mouth, say so. But you don't have a problem with it early on. What, what your problem is, early on is over. Yeah, that first three months when... We thought it was going to be a 97% death rate because that's what science told us. I believe science. I'm okay with that. But then three months later, we're like, oh, people are you know getting sick and not even realizing it. People are going to the hospital and getting released uh, in a few days. Uh, this isn't as bad as we thought. There shouldn't have been stimulus part two, part due. Part due. Ended 
and a few months later, but you had some of these governors that were like, oh my God, my state's got this huge uh, death rate. Well, yeah, well, then we find out Cuomo and Whitmer and maybe Newsom are putting COVID patients in nursing homes. Well, yeah, and isn't it interesting that the Federal Department of Justice, the sacrosanct, uncorruptible Department of Justice, has conveniently decided that we're not going to investigate these Democrat governors that <laughs> mowed down elderly people? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It just it, That's like the least negligible homicide, uh, if not... All right. Well, maybe not let's, murder, but negligent. Well, uh, socialism. Any of various social systems based on shared or government ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods. Merriam-Webster Dictionary. What is happening right now? There is COVID, and the government is going ape crazy over it. And they're not even listening to themselves. And in the process, there are people that are taking the reins of government and, in effect, doing that definition that I just read. Mm-hmm. Taking over the production of goods for the better. Now, what happens after socialism? Do you want to, do you, do you want to answer that question? Next step is communism. Thank you. Thank you. We're on, we're on the edge of the cliff about to dive over. And what is communism? Communism is the, the, the elimination at its purest sense of the state, of the government. So what they just build up, they're going to blow up. And what are they going to do with it? Well, we're going to give it to the people. Well, now, how do you do that? I mean, this is how crazy communism is. Like, no one knows how. The closest they've ever come to figure out how do you distribute what you just build up and blew up is to turn it over to a uniparty, a political party. And Big John, what is that political party called? The Communist Party. The The Communist Party. Party. The People's Workers Party, the Communist Party, they're going to turn it over to the to a party, a political party. Now, what makes up a political party? But an apparatus. Mm-hmm. What is the apparatus? Cons- controlled special interest, well connected people. What is that called? Oligarchy. You right? Oh, an oligarchy. Or how about I got one better for you? A kleptocracy. Same thing. Yeah. In many, in many, you know, for the average guys, the same thing. There are differences, though. And like, we're getting real into uh, comparative politics 101 <laughs> in college here, but uh, political science. But yeah, you can call it an oligarchy, an oligarchy, but I would call it more a kleptocracy. Self serving people trying to protect their own. That that that's the that's the the best end game that they got for this utopia called communism, and we're all suckered into it by this feel good nonsense of socialism. Right. 
So can so so can, can we? Rec- <laughs> I think I just said something pretty pretty profound there. Exactly. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you know, the 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 layman's way of saying it is, the rich will always stay rich. I mean, at nine thousand years old. I mean, what all has uh, George Soros lived through? He lived through the Great Depression, came out of it on top, lived through Nazism, kind of helped him, actually, pretended to be a Christian, and anyways, won't go there, but, uh, you know, and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, they're all going to live through all of this. In fact, the big, do you know the biggest farmland owner in the world is Bill Gates, or in America anyways, owns the most farmland. What's our biggest, what's your biggest uh, need in life? Food, clothing, shelter. Well, you're going to have Bill Gates in charge of farming in America? That was some good shit. Everybody should just rewind that and just play it again. I mean, we're all going to be eating these sissy vegan burgers, for crying out loud. No, look, we got it, okay? Big John, we've been doing this since April of 2009. We are entering into our fourth term. Unprecedented territory. Can I tell you? We got it. We know what's going on. Our loyal listeners, who are college people, they're now into the workforce if they're early on listeners. They get it. They know they're serfs. The the millennials know, Big John, especially those that listen to us early on and stuff. I mean, they know that we have oligarchs and serfs. The millennials are like Russian serfs. Yeah. They don't get to own anything, and they're not going to own anything. They, they don't want to own anything. They feel it's, it's e- well, let's take the easy way out. Let's just rent. Let the landlord take care of it. Yeah, we don't want to be bothered by it, and we just spelled it all out to you here. You, you've got COVID lockdowns that are based off of BS, a lot of bunk, bad science, and you've got people that control the media, people that control the narrative in government and the policy that are, as Big John said, socialists. We read you the definition of socialists. I did from Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, it fits exactly what they want to do. And we know that if we don't check this, we're going to lose our democracy, and worse, we're going to go into communism. And so it's up to the young people to decide whether or not they want to be the serfs. Whether or not they want to be the people, the young people of this country, do you want to be the serfs? Do you want to be slapped down and said, Go to your corner. Go to your room. Go to your room. <laughs> go to your... Oh, here. Go to your room. <laughs> All right. We get it. 
Oh my God. Critical race theory. <laughs> if you go to, uh, was it off the press.com? How do you like that site I gave you off the press? Hot off the press. It's, it's, it's on fire. Can I, can I tell you something that's on off the press right now? Yeah. What's that? A picture of Sarah, Sarah Palin still looking good. Oh, yeah. I, did. I almost wanted to talk about that article, but eh, critical race theory is more spicy. But she's still looking good. Oh, yeah. Well, and she's going she's, she's to run for Senate, and I hope she beats Murkowski. All right. So let's go to critical Minnesota school. That's what you want. Yeah. Uh, so, so kick it off. This takes you to uh, the minnesotasun.com, and their uh, title is Upper Midwest Law Center Files Lawsuits Against Minnesota School and Healthcare System for Critical Race Theory, quote, Bullying. Mm, so and, you've read this. And so... Uh, let's see here. The up article starts out, the Upper Midwest Law Center has filed lawsuits against several Minnesota institutions, including a school, the Hennepin Healthcare System, for critical race theory, CRT, bullying and retaliation. So it says pre in a press release, UMLC says our clients seek to end the official propaganda propaganda propagandization of you got it you got it yeah, <laughs> i'm following five, along you got it say it five times fast <laughs> of ctr <laughs> uh, ctr and the bullying and retaliation that accompany it and appropriate remedies for harm caused to them and others. UMLC will pursue these charges and lawsuits until we can achieve justice for them and vindication of the American principle <clears throat> reaffirmed by Martin Luther King Jr. of judging people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin or their willingness to submit to CRT ideology. So I've been hearing about this where uh, they take this into uh, an institution, we'll call it, school otherwise. Uh, suddenly the black kids are taught that you are, uh, you've been told your whole life you're subservient or inadequate compared to white kids and that white kids you have all the privilege and you're born racist you can be racist as early as three months old and all of this and then it leads to fights on the schoolyard hey you you, you hate me because the color of my skin no i don't i'm not an oppressor what do you you know and, and you get these fights and bullying and retaliation and these kids can never be friends. Yeah, it's totally driving a wedge between people. A wedge that, you know, this country and people have fought for years to say, hey, look, we're all equal. 
they're all the same. Now they're going critical race theory is a step backwards. Oh, it's incredible! It's not only a step backwards. Um, it it, it it's not it's not even a step. <laughs> I mean, critical race cri critical race theory. Okay, let's just say this: critical theory is something that started in academia at the higher education levels a long time ago. But what has happened is it's crept its way into captive audience learning. If you are in K to 12, you're a captive audience. You got no choice. You're there. If you're in college, you know, you can challenge, you can push back, you can go somewhere else. It's different. This stuff now is bad enough in college. But it's now creeping down into K to 12, and there's no escape of it. And it teaches that I'm white, Big John's black. Big John and I can never be friends because I'm a perpetual suppressive, you know, whatever. And Big John is a victim. I'm going to tell you something right now. And this will boil my blood. I grew up with some people in my family. And in my, and Big John, you're going to get my back on this because you come from the same thing I come from. We're not victims, okay? We had struggles. We had a lot of stuff come at us. But we're not victims. We're winners. Now, are we at the top of our game? Doesn't matter. We're working. We're providing for ourselves. And we're not going to let some know-it-all come in here and tell us, there's nothing we can do with our lives. You're always going to be a loser. Hey, I'm sorry, dude. I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. And I might have been dealt a different debt than somebody else, but that but what makes America great is the fact that I can change the deck. I can go buy another set of bicycle cards and deal my own lot in life. And it's not chance. So critical theory, yeah. It's about taking some people and pushing them down even more. And it's pitting certain people's pigmentation against others. But what it is, what it is is saying to some people, you're just a loser. You're a loser. I'm sorry. We'll provide for you. We'll take care of you. But you know what? Don't try. You're a loser. No human being made in God's image is a loser. No. no matter how no matter how tough it is, you're not a loser. You're not a victim. You hear me, Big John? No, I agree a hundred percent with that. I, no matter what we've been through, we've been taught, and it don't matter what race, color, creed, sex, whatever thing you are. You can overcome. 
whatever your problems are, you can be the worst drug addict in the world. And, you know, a good friend of mine was one of those people. We talked to him. Yeah, and he's now saving other people from drug addiction all over the world, from a little town Praise. in Ohio. Praise God. You know? And, but there's a whole group of liberals that want to tell you, well, you were born into uh, a race or a, a poverty. You just take it. get out of there. You have to just take it there the rest of your life. Just take it. Yeah. And that's just not American. No. Yeah. Sure as hell isn't. Sure as hell isn't. And that's what... What critical theory is, is taking what critical theory is, is saying that the system is so bad that it is beyond repair and it needs to be completely and totally blown up. And if it isn't, you're screwed. And if you're not what we, if you're not brown or black, then you're the problem. That's that's what they're saying it is. Now imagine little white kids going into school being told you're a problem. How does that make them feel? They they're they're small. Well, the people saying it are small people. Yeah. Well, how it's making the kids feel? Look at the suicide rates, bro. Yeah, this this generation uh has a higher anxiety level like the the millennial generation whatever you want to call them uh they have higher anxiety than mental patients of the 1950s and it's because of crap like this critical race theory getting pushed down their throats uh all the time and all this fear of stuff like we just talked about the virus oh you better be you better be scared of this virus. Oh, you better do what you know we tell you to do, or you're gonna end up in a morgue. Oh, you know, I mean. And what it and what it isn't, what critical race theory isn't, is sticking your head in the sands to the failures of this country. There's failures of this country. We we we. Are like we're we're sinners, like any other. The, the only perfect person is Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. And and countries are filled with sinners. And if we were all like James Madison said in in the Federalist Papers, if we were all angels, we wouldn't need government. We wouldn't need anything. Right. We did the best we could, and we still fell short. Got it. We still fell short. And it upsets me that we did. But I know that we live in a country and in a system where we can make up for that. But we can make up for that by not blowing up the whole damn thing. And by not talking the whole damn thing down. These critical race people, they all just want to talk about the negative. They never want to talk about the positive. They never want to talk about how much better off a black man was elected president 16 years ago, by the way. We have a we have a minority woman as vice president. <laughs> Boy, we really suck. Yeah, we're really.
it's really, really racist. Right. This thing that critical race theory is, isn't about identifying. It's not, it's not, we're not talking about ignoring the past. That's the thing. Critical race theory isn't about taking the past and making us better. Critical race theory is ignoring the success and ripping down everything because we don't like it. Yeah. yeah we, are, we have no bones about it. Slavery, segregation, they were sins above all sins. And they were, right? Right. And they're, they're, the de- they're, the de- they're the devil's working. Exactly. And, and we overcame it. You know, in fact, a lot of people will point out to you that uh, the United States is the only country on earth that not only did we have slavery, but we're the only place where white people killed other white people to free the slaves. No other was right here. Was right here. And you know, we're not perfect. We admit it. I learned it in school. I became a better person from it, and that's where it needs to end. And we need to stop pushing down people. Yeah, stop telling people they're inferior or that they were born inferior because of the color of their skin. That right. is racism in itself. Amen. It is. What they're, what they're pimping with this is racism. All right. All right. So we said all we can say there. You know, if people disagree with us, I don't think there's anything more we can do about it. Right? Right. Riot. Where are you reading from this? Okay. This is on amgreatness.com. Uh, Wait a minute. I see something here from offthepress.com. Yeah, that's, that's click, it. Click that link and it'll take you to amgreatness.com. Ashley Babbitt, they drew her out like an animal. Yep. Right underneath Sarah Palin, looking really good. There you go. Okay, I got it. And All right, let me click. Let me click. Let me click. Can I click on Sarah Palin? Well, if you want to. Nah, not going to. I'll, I'll click on this. Okay. <laughs> so Ashley ah. Babbitt's mom is speaking out. Uh, last I checked, they didn't even know. Who shot her? But let me paint the picture. There were two people. Now, let me just say, this is important. Yeah. This this is really the crux of the January 6th riot here. This is very, very, what Big John's about to talk to you about here, everyone listen. This is important. Uh, there were, there was an agent of some sort of the government on one side of the door. You had Ashley Babbitt standing behind two guys that were trying to break down the door. And they busted out the window and she said, Oh have they ever have they have they ever identified the guys that were trying to break down a door? No, they've never identified them. Mm. They were in wonder why. Yeah, probably uh, either Government agents or Antifa, mm. you know, they were mm-hmm. in, uh, 
head to toe in black outfits. Uh, never, they had never been identified. No, and they could have been because immediately after Ashley Babbitt was shot, there was a SWAT team walk up the steps behind all these people. <laughs> so why weren't people being put in handcuffs at that point till they've sorted this out? So these two guys, they lifted Ashley Babbitt up into the window that they just broke out, and the, uh, we'll just say agent, because I don't know if he was a, a house security or if he was uh, the bodyguard for the vice president, a lot of different things. He's, they know who he is. Well, yeah, they know, the government knows who he is. They're not releasing anything, which is another. It's probably, I, I think he, I think he, the, you know, uh, hypothetically, he may have worked for Nancy Pelosi. Oh, okay. Hypothetically. And he may have been doing his job as a, a bodyguard or security, you know. It, they didn't know what was going on inside that building other than there's people out here with makeshift weapons trying to break things down. So he shoots Ashley Babbitt in the neck, and she bleeds out. Right there. Right then and there. On live live TV. I saw it. So her family... I woke up up from a nap. Oh, yeah, this is... Go ahead. I'd watched Trump. Woke up from a nap. Somebody said they're on the Capitol. Turn the TV on; it looks like a war zone. And then, and then, and then they show Ashley Babbitt, and she got stuck in the neck by a bullet, and literally went limp. We saw her die right there. Of an American veteran, unarmed, un un unarmed. If this would have, I don't get too far off topic. If this would have been a different situation, let's just say. Big John, she was unarmed. And a cop or a security guard shot an unarmed person. That would that cop would be outed. He would he or she would be uh, all over the news. You'd know their name. They'd be uh, the FBI, the CIA, the G men, the T men, the revenuers, and everybody else would be on this guy like stink on shit and she she was can i say it again good she was unarmed and our government murdered an unarmed woman where are feminists right Uh, she was unarmed i want to say that over and over again unarmed I'm not talking about a squirt gun, a T-ball bat, a plastic thing, unarmed, nothing. She somehow ends up in the Capitol, perhaps pushed the people that got her there are unidentified. And this American veteran is dead. You remember when we had, Big John, 
years ago. Michael Bahena's mother on our show. And people, and people said, "Oh, Mike, what, what went? Yeah, Michael Bahena, that he killed. Oh, Bahena, we took a lot of flack. I took a lot of flack. Oh, he killed. He killed people. He's a. He's this. What happened to Michael Bahena? He went to. He went to jail, but he got pardoned." Because what they said about him was bunk. Yeah, they didn't let uh, his witnesses, his experts, I should say, testify. The government, you know, needed a patsy, and they used this kid, and he told the truth. You know, this guy, you know, this terrorist, insurgent, whatever the hell he was, said he had to take a whiz so i took him to take a whiz and he came after me and they were actually on their way to release him back into his population they finished his interrogation he wasn't the person they were after he didn't have any information they could use so they were letting him go and he still turned on this michael bahana and attacked him and Bahana defended himself. Just happened that Bahana had a shot or had a rifle, and this guy didn't. But he attacked somebody. Ashley Babbitt didn't even attack anyone. She, she, was, she was she was forced up there by people that we have never been able to identify, who could have very well been informants or federal agents themselves. Yeah, agents provocateur, they call them. And she was what? Unarmed. Uh, and almost an innocent bystander. In fact, when I I thought, you know, she was kind of laughing at the whole thing, like, ooh, this is, you know, funny. This isn't like a, a riot or anything. We're just, you know, running amok for shits and giggles. And a lot of those January six people thought that, well, we're supposed, it's an open Capitol building. We have video of police waving people past the barricades for whatever reason. And we had, you know, some of these people that went in, when the announcement came, hey, get out, they got out. Now, maybe they got out. Ashley Babbitt might have been in a place where she couldn't hear that announcement because of the ruckus, but... Or she couldn't get out. They wouldn't let her out. That's possible, too. She was like a sacrificial lamb, in a way. They shot an unarmed woman veteran of this country. For no reason at all. And, you know, yeah, that's just no reason, you know. Why not? I mean, you, you second guess things, but you know, could they, the officer have waited and then she didn't see him from the angle he was at with the gun. You know, there's one video, cell phone video, where you can see a gun pointing out from behind some uh, tables or desks that were propped up against the door as a barricade kind of thing, I think. But you couldn't see what was on the other side of that door. 
Can I tell you what Ashley Babbitt's mom has to say? Yeah, go for it. The only video Ashley Babbitt's mom has seen of her daughter on January the 6th is a clip of her walking from Donald Trump's speech on Capitol Hill. Quote, that brings me peace. Mickey Whithoff, Ashley's mom, uh, told this reporter from American Greatness via the phone. She was in her zone. She was so happy, having a great day, until that son of a bitch shot her. Biggest moment on the show, Big John, 12 years, right there, until that son of a bitch shot her. Who's the son of a bitch? Well, we don't really know, but the government. The government knows. They know who their officers were and where they were that day. An unarmed female veteran. You know, we, the Republicans, bring, have a voice, even though Nancy Pelosi kept the best of the best off of the January 6th commission. But they need to stand up and say, hey, we want to know who shot Ashley Babbitt. We want a name and we want to know why. And furthermore, we want to know where every FBI agent in Washington was stationed that day. Where were the Capitol security guards? Where are the Capitol police, which is now, now the Capitol police are going to be all over the country. They're going to expand nationwide to hunt down us radical right-wing extremists. The Capitol Police are supposed to guard the Capitol, period. Wait, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. You're breaking news here. Say, say that again. I saw a report the other day that in some legislation that's come forward from this January 6th that the Capitol Police are now going to expand throughout the nation. They're going to be like the FBI. You know how there's a there's a Cleveland FBI office, there's a Youngstown FBI office, uh, you know, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, you know, FBI offices all over the country. The Capitol Police are now going to have offices all over the country, and part of their job is going to be to look for these radical extremists that want to overthrow the Capitol and have another fake insurrection like <laughs> So I'll, in fact, I'll find a, an article here about this. That's incredible. Yeah. There, the, the, so, 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 wait a minute here. Are you telling me that the Democrats are for defending, defunding the police, so long as they're not 
federal police. Yes. The police that protect them are okay. They're still living behind a bunker. Uh, right here it is. NYTimes.com. So people know I'm not making this up. Capitol Police to expand outside D.C. to track threats is the New York Times headline. Uh, this all comes from the January 6th riot. Uh, so they uh, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, I want to call it an uprising. That's what I want to call it. It was a dust-up. A little... It was a lot. It was a well, it may have been more than a dust up, but it was an uprising. It wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't a riot. It was an uprising. So it says expanding beyond Washington to track threats to lawmakers. Now, these are the same lawmakers, AOC, that said, hey, when we said defund the police, we meant defund the police. Not just cut their uh, New York budget by $2 billion. We meant defund the police. And Nancy Pelosi was on that bandwagon. Chuck Schumer was. But when it comes to covering their ass, now they want their private police, their personal police, all over the country to track guys like me and you. Uh, no, 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 not me. Not, not, not me. <laughs> but like me, maybe me. They might be outside my house right now. I, heck, I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah, you. I'm not, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, I love Nancy Pelosi and AOC. Right, yeah, we're all demo- we're all Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I have to switch my parties. I don't get uh, interned somewhere. Right. <laughs> Probably have to start worshiping Satan too, or at least pretending to. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Here, here's what here's what we got to do right here. So we've said all we could say about this. I mean, Ashley Babbitt was killed by the government in the United States in cold blood in front of everybody, and the people that were there shoving her forward have not been identified, nor have they been charged. The person that killed her has not been identified, nor have they been charged. As a matter of fact, they've been cleared. Their talk about 1-6 as some big deal insurrection, nobody had guns, nobody had weapons. There was a few, you know, idiots that did some things that should very well be prosecuted. Like the jackass in the... uh, Pelosi's office. Yeah, or God, what was it... Shaman that was dressed up like a moose yeah. or something. Yeah, that guy needs to the, be in a mental hospital. The nut, yeah, the nut with the Viking helmet on. He needs to, you know, he needs to get figured out. He needs to be charged. Right. Um, but the people that were walking around, the people that were just hanging out, they're now being, they're now in solitary confinement. They're now being held without bail, without representation. Their civil liberties are being violated, in addition to the fact that there's a dead American unarmed veteran female in the Capitol. We said all we could say, Big John. It's as heartbreaking as watching George Floyd die. I mean, we, right. we in a year's time 
saw two human beings die uh, in the hands of law enforcement. The government. The government. Yeah, the government would say. Yeah, government. No, they, they no, Floyd died in custody. Right. The government killed George Floyd. Say what you want about Chauvin. Say what you want about whether or not he had a fair trial or not. Dude killed the guy. Okay? And a dude killed an unarmed service uh, military member, veteran, Ashley. Female. Female. You know, where, where's her gold casket and 15 funerals and statues and Amen. Justice for Ashley Babbitt. There, that's what we need to say. Where's justice for Ashley? Right. Because we're back. We are back. The broadcast. Bill Dameron's old-fashioned hair tonic. If you're searching for uh, a hair balm that gives you a fresh, professional, smooth look. Then look no further than Phil Damon's old-fashioned hair and tonic. Every one will be left asking themselves, who's that guy? Phil Damon's old-fashioned hair and tonic, official sponsor of the break wall. Right, you can get a hold of us right now. Uh, email thebreakwalletoutlook.com. Thebreakwall at outlook.com. We're trying to negotiate our social media coordinates. It's not going to be Facebook. And, you know, it could be Twitter and Getter and, uh, you know, locals. Or it could be some other thing. But we're still trying to negotiate that. We're joined live here in the studio with uh, our chief engineer at Beautiful Broadcast Park, Angel Martin. Good to see you here. Our chief of staff, Brett Myers. And of course, we are joined live right now with our uh, longtime co-host, the uh, many-time uh, internet caller of everything. Right? We're talking about Big John. Wait, hold on. I, got, I got things all screwed up here. Here we go. tell you who the winner wasn't joe biden right <laughs> we now have uh when you go to uh what website did i pull this off of just the news.com right, let me get over there right, let me get over there where are we at just the news.com uh the link is wisconsin assembly speaker names special counsel Ooh, that speaker in Wisconsin is a real squish. So he's moving. So 
Did he get religion or something? Did this guy, Robin Voss, get religion? Maybe. He must have got something. Because he, 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 he's been in office a long time, and I've dealt with him and his staff before, and he is, a, he is, a, he is not solid. So maybe he's getting old-time religion. He is appointed a special counsel to expand. Did he, did he appoint Bill Barr or, or Durham? No. A retired Supreme Court justice, it says, will have the resources and authority to conduct a top to bottom probe, Speaker Robin Voss declared. Uh, is that a full? Is that a full? Forensic audit. That's what I want to know. It doesn't say that just yet. It says, uh, Boss said former Justice Michael Gambleman would have resources and authority to conduct a top-to-bottom investigation after retired law enforcement officials who were hired part-time said they did not have enough resources to do the job. Uh, many questions have been raised about the November election that exposed weakness and faults in our current election system, Voss said. To restore full integrity and trust in elections, we have decided to change direction, give more authority and independence to Justice Gambleman. Voss said the probe should be wrapped up in the fall and its its goal is to ensure confidence that every vote will be counted and laws concerning future elections will be faithfully and uniformly followed final certified results declared biden defeated president trump by 20,600 votes but since the wisconsin supreme court ruled tens of thousands of absentee ballots may not have been lawfully cast because the state's officials improperly exempted voters from ID requirements. All right, so he, so Biden didn't win Wisconsin. No. <laughs> it's a matter of time before they figure it out. It, this is crazy. I mean, could the MyPillow guy be right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> That's all. What that what that guy is chirping about is way beyond what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. He he's on he's on some other kind of thing, and I'm not there. My thing is, I'm gonna tell you what my thing is. Is exactly what's in this final paragraph. That thousands of votes may have been unlawfully counted. That's my thing. Tens of the, the, thousands is plural, so that would mean about 20,000 votes? No, no, John, what that means is Biden didn't win Wisconsin. <laughs> exactly. When you get to the crux of the biscuit, yeah. He didn't, he didn't win Wisconsin, he didn't win Arizona, he didn't win Georgia, and he did not win Pennsylvania, and he probably didn't win Michigan. The dude is not legitimately the president of the United States, but hear me out. He is the president. 
and he will be the president until he decides, or other people, to give it up. The dude did not win a clean election. Oh. Bull stop. Uh, according to his remarks to the press, he did have his butt cleaned the other day. Uh, but <laughs> that's about the only clean thing he has. Uh, here it says <sighs> we, have, we just had a full audit in Arizona. Well, and, hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you something about that audit in Arizona. Yeah. Uh they're about ninety thousand votes off. Of the official tally. Now, we don't know how many of those 90,000 votes, you know, do they all go to Biden or Trump? Yeah, they're probably split. But, that's still but, we do, but there's only 11,000 votes difference, and they're off by 90,000 votes. How are you off by 90,000 votes and certify a damn election? Well, because they were in a hurry to just do it. They're in a hurry to do it. They were put under pressure. And then here's the deal. Arizona had a lot of experience in vote by mail. Yeah. It was a, It's a vote by mail state. And so if Arizona is so screwed up because of the pressures put on them be, because of the COVID and they're changing the laws and, no, and, and people couldn't figure things out and they were just counting stuff, then what about these other states? that didn't have that kind of infrastructure and, and like Nevada no one's talking about that that they changed their laws on a dime now at least they changed their laws legitimately through the legislature but that doesn't mean that the thing was done right no. you know Wisconsin Wisconsin you're talking about Wisconsin right here they had specific laws on the books that said hey you know what we're not just gonna let anybody these were Democrats that passed these laws. We're not just going to let anyone, you know, vote. You got to have a reason. Well, the, re the indefinitely confinement, COVID. <laughs> they could vote during the primary, but they couldn't vote in the general. It's all bullshit. Joe Biden did not win a clean election. He's the president. He's not going anywhere. You can't replace him with Trump. Trump ain't going anywhere until he wins in 2024. The bottom line, though, is Biden did not win a clean. This dude did not get 81 million legitimate votes. No chance in hell. No chance in hell. We were on air. And I said, he's won. Trump's won. And what happened? They stopped counting votes. He was up by 500,000 in Pennsylvania. He, they stopped counting votes. Two days later, all of a sudden, Biden's a winner. It, it was unbelievable. He, we looked at the, uh, the county where Philadelphia sits. Because you know if Trump made it out of there by the skin of his teeth, even if he lost by a slim majority, which he did lose that area of Philadelphia, the rest of the state, the rural areas, were going to go red. They, they found votes and, in Allegheny County. In Allegheny County, uh, where the hell Philadelphia County is. Now, Allegheny County, they're not as experienced at cheating, so that might be where the 
Oh no, they're they're experienced with cheating, but not to this level. Well, they they cheated the Raiders out of the Super Bowl, but we won't talk. Uh, about I got. But you got you you got some real problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was before I was even born too. There's still a problem. It's <laughs> anyway. so still a problem. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but you know this. These audits need to happen after every election. I don't care. You know why? You, you know why? Election integrity. Yeah. I, I want to know who the clear-cut winner is. And another thing that the media is not reporting is these mail-in ballots have like a 2 or 3% or sometimes 10% rejection rate because people – don't fill the, the envelope out right, or, you know, they don't sign it, they don't provide uh, an ID, and that's a normal election year. This year, somehow, the rejection rate for mail-in ballots is less than 1%. Wow, these people got smart on how to do a mail-in ballot real damn quick. If we went from a three percent rejection rate to less than one percent in less than a year. Donald Trump was reelected president by a landslide. Full stop. That's it. Trump won. Trump Donald Trump look, they call him a homophobe, a sexist a cheater, a colluder with Russia, a corrupt actor. He cheated on his taxes. His daughter was a porn star. I mean, what else? And, the, and, and he got 11 million more votes. And you're, t and you're telling me he lost? <laughs> To an 80-year-old man who didn't come out of the basement of his house? <laughs> and when he did, he couldn't, he couldn't fill a phone booth with his rallies. Now, let's just stop right there. Let's not even get into the details. You poured a guy over the coals for four years, drove up his disapproval rating, 55%, according to your bogus fake polls. And uh, the dude only got 12 million more votes than he did the last time. And you're telling me he lost? He broke Obama's record for votes. He got more votes than Obama. He got more votes than Hillary. He got more votes than anybody in the history of the country, except for this guy on it, you know, being in formaldehyde. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And then that's at the top, right? You go down into the stuff, and that doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, Biden does. Biden does horrible in New York, Chicago, Cleveland. Los Angeles, but then all of a sudden, you know, goes post Obama in <laughs> Milwaukee in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, all the known cheat areas he did surprisingly well in. Gee, did, <laughs> John, 
Donald Trump was reelected president and they stole it from him. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. But there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, we have to tolerate three and a quarter more years of socialism. Maybe fall. Sleepy off. Joe. Sleepy Joe. Well, yeah, maybe another year of Sleepy Joe and then two years of Kamala. And God help us there, because she don't. And nobody, nobody likes, nobody likes her. No, he, you know, people I I've met in my Trump is more popular than Kamala Harris by far. Because look at what she did to, look at what she did to African Americans in California, keeping them in jail longer than they should be to use them for cheap labor, use them to put out California wildfires. Uh, withholding DNA evidence that could have gotten a guy off of death row. Uh, I mean, my goodness. But she did a- attend the Players Ball, a.k.a. the Pimp Hall of Fame. So I guess that gives her cool points or something. Well, she does pretty good with playing with balls. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, it got, all right, we've done all, we, we've done all we could do with that. <laughs> We know that Trump won. Everyone knows. Frankly, everyone knows he won. If they didn't change the rules, Trump would have won. All right? Simple. You don't even have to believe in fraud. You don't even have to believe in the Martian shit that Mike Lindell's talking about. If they didn't change the rules, Trump wins. By a landslide. Nobody cares or likes Sleepy Joe. They're not, they don't care. He barely got out of the Democrat primary until Bernie Sanders. He didn't get out of the Democrat primary. He didn't. You think they stole from, uh, uh, what the hell, crazy Uncle Bernie again? Yes, of course they did. They stole Iowa from Bernie. And then Bernie turns around and wins New Hampshire. And then they're like, what the hell are we going to do? Then all of a sudden... Oh, you got to vote for Joe Biden, and you know he lost Nevada to Bernie, and then they're like, "Well, in South Carolina, after three losses in a row, well, we got to win here." And this, so they got the blacks in order. That, that's that's all it was. James Clyburn got the blacks in order to win South Carolina. Then all of a sudden. Despite losing everything and never being atop any poll, Biden's the nominee. A month later, everyone's out. It's a fucking scam, dude. The whole thing's a scam. Bernie got screwed again. He doesn't care because he got a big book deal. He's a hypocrite. Oh, a hypocrite. Yeah, half. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg. Let me tell you something. Pete Buttigieg. Should have been the nominee of the Democrat Party. He had more support than anybody, Kamala or uh, Biden, that's for sure. Pete Buttigieg should have been the nominee for the Democrat Party. Win or lose, don't know. Biden is a joke. Nobody takes him seriously. Obama's pulling strings from behind. Really, the Democrats have accomplished nothing. It's President Joe Obama. Yeah, I think this is Obama's third term, and he's 
calling Kamala saying, hey, do this, do that, and put Joe out there and let him poop his pants and make a statement every now and again. That's all. They cheated. They cheated completely. Take COVID out of the situation. Biden's lucky to Biden's lucky to win Delaware. Yeah, very lucky. And, and Biden, all this talk about uh, the Republicans trying to steal future elections and make it uh, too difficult for people to vote. Uh, Biden's home state has all of the voting laws or lack thereof the Democrats are supposedly for. You know, Delaware has mandatory ID. It has very restrictive mail-in voting. So what what are the Democrats, uh, what's their argument now? All right, we've done all we can do, dude. Yeah. Well, I think we've talked ourselves out of this one. All right. We got a big job. We got it. We got it. Covered a lot of topics, a lot of good people. Last word goes to Big John. Hey, man. God God bless America. Pray for our leaders. And uh, let's let's keep America going. So, still, man's that last best hope on earth. And may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and rain fall soft upon your fields. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of our hands. Tomorrow night, we're going to do the uh, defining moments in wrestling history. Me and Big John. Black Saturday. Tune in.